This week's sponsor is K Garcia Productions, your headshot destination. Located in the historic city of Fall River, Massachusetts, it's more than a headshot, it's a royal experience. Definitely check out K Garcia Productions on Instagram and TikTok. Welcome to Crowning Moment Podcast with your host, Casey Gibson. If you're new here, join us on Instagram at Crowning Moment Podcast. Join us every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern for a new episode on Crowning Moment Podcast. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this episode with Miss America 2023, Grace Stanky. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. For those who are new, my name is Casey Gibson, and today we are here with Miss America. All right, Grace, I would like for you to tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you're doing here today. Hi, everybody. This is so exciting, first of all. My name is Grace. I'm Miss America 2023. That still hasn't fully sunk in yet, as I realized that, like, tomorrow is two weeks from crowning. Uh, Crazy things. But I'm so excited because this year I am a nuclear engineering student as Miss America, and I'm, I'm combining two very unusual demographics from engineering and the Miss America competition. So it's really neat to have this opportunity to represent both and use the over... $68,000, I believe it's $68,900 in scholarships I've earned towards my education as a nuclear engineer. That is impressive. Holy moly. Um, That's that's a lot of money. Okay, so coming into, let's back it all the way up, coming into the MAO system, when did you decide that this was the system for you? Like, when did you actually start competing for Miss America or Miss America's Outstanding Team? For me personally, I was 13 years old. I had just started competing in local violin competitions to earn scholarship dollars to help cover violin lessons. And my first one, my first really big public performance or like first judged performance, I shook. I forgot my music. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. That's for sure. And I was like, okay, the best way to solve this is do it more, right? Exposure therapy. I don't know why 13-year-old me thought that, but that's what the conclusion I came to. And after doing some research, I found the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization, and I went at large to the state competition in 2016 here in Wisconsin. And from there, I really just got hooked on the organization because I learned, okay, great. Now I'm learning how to stand, which like I'm 5'11". I'm a a physically tall woman. And it was always unusual to always be slouching. So this is something that gave me that opportunity to learn good posture. I was able to learn interview skills that have carried me well into my engineering career career right now. And I've gained lifelong friends, earned scholarship dollars. Prior to two weeks ago, I wasn't even considering grad school. Needless to say, the past two weeks, I've been doing some research as to which grad school I would want to go to. (laughs) That is amazing. So coming into the Miss America organization, you talked about, you know, you really wanted to have that exposure therapy. And you said you kind of, you know, messed up on that first set of violin stuff. But What made you really find your passion for the violin? I know at the Miss America competition, you had said a lot about it on stage and talking about your father. So I want you to give the audience that may not have been at the competition or may not have tuned in a little bit more background information on how you started with your talent. 
So for those of you that don't know, my dad went through cancer twice. He is alive, doing great. He is he is as jolly as can be, uh, which is always good to hear. But for me personally, I was a kid that didn't really understand what cancer was the first time he went through. The second time he went through, I had just learned what a tumor was in my freshman biology class. And it was scary because I, I understood what was going on in my dad's body. And at that time, my brother and sister had moved away to college. It was just me, my mom, and my dad. And I needed other ways to, to cope with a lot of emotions that were going on inside. And my violin really was an escape at the time and helped me with, with coping with those emotions, which was incredible, you know, both for my mental health, but also I think improved me as a violinist, which is kind of a, a scary thing to think about that, you know, those sad times and not exactly great times for me brought about a really great sense of musicality. And ever since then, you know, I, I've never really considered going into my violin as a, as a career simply because I love having it as a hobby. I love having it as that escape, as that step to the side and just deep breath and fresh air which is just forever what I love to do. And the Miss America organization really came into play with my violin as well, because it was an opportunity to do more than just a classical performance. Often as a, as a violinist, I feel like you got stuck. I got stuck in this rut of just like, okay, we're going to go from twinkle, twinkle to like the next classical to the next classical to the next classical piece and so on and so forth. Especially if you're a Suzuki student, like I was, I was kind of a, a hybrid Suzuki student. Um, which backstory on that, Suzuki is kind of like this world standard for uh, teaching violin. It's just this this common common way of teaching it. Uh, so I went through and used the Miss America organization as a way to perform some really different out there pieces that my violin teacher was like, yeah, I'm not teaching you ACDC. You know, we're not going to play that. And what did I play for the state competition my first year competing at state in the Miss? I played Thunderstruck with a with a looping station and things like that. So it was an opportunity for me to really artistically explore my skills as a violinist, but also portray my emotions and, and handle my emotions in a healthy way. So going into the Wisconsin competition, um, I want to say you did compete as a teen. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, yes. so as a teen, going into, I guess, you win the Wisconsin competition for Outstanding Teen, you're going to Miss America's Outstanding Teen. What was that process for you like back then, being a teen? Did you ever think that it would lead you to go in back as a Miss for Miss Wisconsin? Yes, so I was Miss Wisconsin's Outstanding Teen in 2017. I received that title when I was actually on the younger end of the Outstanding Teen age. I was 15 years old. So for me, I was going into my junior year at the time because uh, I had skipped a grade. So I was going into my junior year and I was like, okay, what am I getting myself into here? Uh, and it was really exciting competing at the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization and, and that competition. That's actually where I met Emma Broyles, a former Miss America now. She was in my outstanding teen class with me. I had always knew I was going to come back to the Miss America organization in some way, shape or form, whether it was as a volunteer, as a candidate, as a director, as a judge, whatever it may be, just because I had learned so much in the two years I had competed as an outstanding teen. But when I, when I got to college, after I turned 18 and aged up into Miss, I realized, okay, college is really expensive. I'd really love to help, help have some help paying for this. And that's what mainly motivated me to get back into the Miss America. America organization. And it took me a while to, to really recenter myself. I think the Miss America organization has helped me find not only who I am, but also my career passions as well. 
my social impact initiative wasn't always talking about clean energy and, and a cleaner future. It wasn't always talking about zero carbon energy sources, which is something that's, you know, pretty unusual in the Miss America organization. I feel pretty safe to say. Um, it, it's something that this was an outlet for me to explore my engineering thoughts and passions and, and career desires in a different way that wasn't, you know, necessarily in the engineering industry. And in that sense, it's really helped me further my career as an engineer as well, because not only am I a nuclear engineering student, but I'm also an advocate for the nuclear industry overall. So coming in as a teen, doing the MAO teen competition, what items or I would say like ways do you think that helps you like, did you learn any things from that experience coming into yeah. Miss America? One of the biggest things I remember about Miss America's Outstanding Teen, it is so much more intense. And I don't know if it's just because, like, you're 15, 16 at the... I personally think the Outstanding Teen talents are usually significantly better than the Miss. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know, your outstanding teens, they're all at the peak of their performance. I was still in violin lessons. Like everyone is still in their singing lessons and things like that versus, you know, I went off to college and I didn't continue lessons as, as common as I did throughout high school. So it was like this, this weird thing, but Miss America's Outstanding Teen was very, very intense. I was like, okay, whoa. But I think that's something that prepared me for Miss America, where going into Miss America, I was very, very at peace with whatever happened, no matter the outcome. I was happy to walk away as Miss America. I was happy to walk away as a non-finalist at all, because I knew I was 100% myself. I stayed true to who I was, and I was able to represent the state of Wisconsin. So going into Miss America Week, let's just unpack all of that. I had been, of course, following all the social medias, and I know my followers were probably really annoyed with my stories <laughs> after that entire week because I was constantly posting something left and right. Um, a lot of things going into that week were kind of, I feel like, sporadic for people watching from the outside in. For you guys, you know, you're going through practices, you're doing stuff on stage, you're learning opening number what did all of that prep time feel like for you? Like you hadn't actually got to competition yet. You're just learning all the background stuff, you know, wearing your rebel athletic gear. Mm -hmm. What was that time period like for you as a candidate competing for Miss America? Honestly, very relaxed. I, those are the, those are the times I laughed the hardest with the other candidates when we were in New York city, when we were having those rehearsals in the hotel ballroom and things like that. I literally laughing until we're crying because I just think that once we got to that level of competition, you know, I think everyone realizes that this is already a huge accomplishment and becoming Miss America is yes, a goal, but it's, it is a stepping stone for all of us to go on and do greater things in our life, which is just speaking to to the character of this organization in terms of supporting women to do great things as they move on into the world. And one of the things that I just want to go back on was Emma Broyle said as she was talking on stage during finals nights, when she went into, I think maybe on finals night, maybe, maybe one of the prelim nights, she had said about how when she did the teen competition, she was like, I didn't place. I didn't win anything. I was just happy to be there and just had a great time. She said, but there was a reason for all of that to experience all of that as a teen. And like you said, it's more intense as a teen. Like you're in the height of your talent career and everything going on around you. You're in high school, you know, it can just be a tough time. And then she said, going into it, there was a reason why I wasn't supposed to win. I was supposed to win Miss America. And that was what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that next door to open for me. And I want to ask you, do you think that was kind of what your next scenario was? Like, did you ever anticipate on winning Miss America? 
I think every, just like an athlete envisions wish, winning, you know, the gold medal or whatever it might be. Yes, I envisioned myself winning Miss America and I was prepared. I sat down and said, okay, I have two things that will happen on December 16th. Option A is I'm Miss America. What am I going to do? And I laid out that plan. I'm an engineer. I love to make lists. I love my Excel spreadsheets. I had my list ready. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to create momentum for the Clean Energy Initiative. I want to go through and help recruit new candidates for the Miss America organization. I want to help create new locals across the country. And that's, those were the three things that I said, okay, those are, those are some of the things I want to focus on throughout this upcoming year. And then option B was I go back home to the great state of Wisconsin, eat a lot of cheese, and I get to graduate from college with my degree. And in July, I start a full-time job as a nuclear engineer, which I'll be completely honest, is equally as exciting as being Miss America to me. And I, I'm very lucky because now I get to kind of have both of those options all in one because I, I get to be Miss America and a nuclear advocate. Kit. I'm still able to graduate college throughout my year as Miss America, which I'm incredibly thankful for. And then after that, you know, the, the start date for the full-time job is pushed back a little bit, but I'm always open to listening to new opportunities and exploring new options. Okay. After, say, we're jumping ahead, but after all this is said and done, you've completed your year as Miss America. If you could go, you know, be anything after this, whether it be a nuclear engineer or completely take a turn and go be a news reporter, if you could have anything come out of this opportunity, what would that be? I, so what I envision right now for my career, which, you know, you make a plan Nothing ever goes according to plan when it comes to, to planning out your career, your college, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, what I see right now is working as an engineer for the first five to 10 years of my life and then going into sort of a front end advocacy role like, Miss, like being Miss America, but on the nuclear front. One of the things that I asked myself, you know, in these past two weeks of being Miss America is I, in theory, really could go straight into advocacy right after this year. But one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing politicians, seeing other advocates, seeing these people that talk about something, yet they have no experience in it. And that's something that I, you know, I don't want to be that person. So I want to be an engineer for another, you know, maybe, maybe three to five years now, maybe we'll shorten that time span a little bit, but I really do want to work in a power plant. I want to work in the industry. I want to experience it. I want to be the person pushing the valves and, and, and the buttons and things like that to have that firsthand experience, because that's going to make me a better advocate in the long run. Right now, I have had a reasonable amount of experience as where I'm at in my education, but it's something that it can always be improved upon. And I hope that will continue throughout advocacy years and things like that. So uh, that's a very long-winded answer because I'm always open to new opportunities. I'm always open to listening to people. I think that, like I said, I have a plan, but I'm not necessarily set on that plan. That's something that I think everyone is, you know, if something comes along and that, that door looks like the right door to walk through, that's something I'm totally ready to do. I love that answer. That was amazing. And I really like that you said having that experience is very important because I agree with you. That is so important because you're not going to listen to the person standing up in front of you if they haven't actually lived out that experience. So I appreciate you adding that in there because I'm really glad that the listeners can hear more on that side of it, that you really do care about what your social impact statement is. Like this is your life that you're about to live going on even past Miss America. So I really appreciate you throwing that in there. You win a talent prelim. I miss America. 
Yeah. And then you go in to (laughs) your finals. Like we're, we're just going ahead straight into it. You're going (laughs) into finals night. What was kind of going through your head? You already knew and from South for the people in South Carolina, they know we call it a bowl. If you win a talent or back then they had swimsuit or evening out, you won a bowl. And it literally was a silver bowl that said what you wanted in it. So every time somebody somebody says it, they're like, oh my goodness, she won a bowl that night at prelim. So for me, I always say she won a bowl. So you Mm -hmm. got that talent win. What did that feel like going into finals night? Did you feel like you were a little bit more safe or were you still kind of on the edge of your seat, not knowing if you were going to make it into that top 10? I mean, I think there's always a scenario of not knowing if you're going to make it. And I'll be honest, my interview, obviously something went right. But for me, I walked out of it and I was like, okay, you know, I know I can do better. I, I, it went good, but it was like a seven or an eight out of 10 on my personal scale. Like I was just like, it went, you know, I don't feel like that was like, yep, crown me. You know, there was no moment like that for me. Uh, so that talent prelim did mean a lot because I, I have worked incredibly hard on that talent piece. I utilized a lot of former Miss Wisconsin's to help me out with that and, and volunteers, because that's one thing that's really incredible about the Miss America organization is that we are a volunteer run organization. People all across the country were ready to offer me their homes. Literally in preparation for Miss America, I flew to Florida, spent two or three days through a hurricane with a former Miss Wisconsin, and she helped me prepare my talent and get that ready. And it was just, it's, it's so meaningful to see not only my hard work, but their hard work get validated in in the form of that prelim win. Uh, And and on top of that, you know, I'll never say no to $2,500 more in scholarships. That's something I will always be welcome for. So that's something that was really important to me after receiving that talent prelim. Uh, then from there going into finals night, like I said, you you never know. I also knew I was in a very wild card position where nuclear engineering and Miss America embracing a nuclear professional is something that's very out there and never been done before. So it was either going to go really, really well or really, really bad. And I didn't know what would happen until that point. Uh, so it was it was exciting. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I'm here in this position now because I think what I've got to say is important. I think having a youth's perspective on the nuclear industry is important. And I think it's important to reunite these two worlds too, because I firmly believe as an engineer, this was my outlet to improve my communication skills, to make me a better engineer on that front. Because I often feel like the nuclear industry is, is... has the science, has the technology. We have tons of brilliant people in our industry, but we're lacking the communication from the industry to the general public. And that's where I'd, I'd like to help out a little bit, hopefully. No, I'm 100% with you on that. Before we started recording, Grace and I talked a little bit about, you know, both of our backgrounds are both in that STEM field. I'm in the technology side of it, doing aerospace engineering with one of the largest companies that does government contracts. But Along with that, like you said, there's not a lot of people that are talking about it. There's a lot of people in the industry that have been in it for a very, very, very long time. And that's the difficult part is sometimes they don't know how to use their words like us young folk can, where we can just be like, oh, this is exactly how I feel about the topic. You know, post a 10 second video on Instagram or Twitter or wherever we want to post it to. And somebody will immediately see it like TikTok craziness, how fast people can see things and learn more from these different social media apps. But Like you said, being that person out there, being able to talk about it with others and being able to make it, I guess, more fun, educational with those young groups of people when you get to go to all these different events is such an amazing thing that I'm really excited for you to be able to go out and do. 
finals night, going back into it, you know, you didn't know if that spot was guaranteed. Your name gets called for that top 10, top 11 spot. What did that feel like in that moment? Was it more of like a calm feel of like, okay, I did something right. Or what did that feel like to you being called as a finalist for Miss America? Panic, just sheer panic, <laughs> just in the best way, in the best way. Like I was very excited. Uh, it's it's something that just placing top eleven, just being at Miss America is already so exciting. And a really funny story after being called into the top eleven. You know, I go out there, wave, kind of like have my moan of like, okay, breathe, Grace, remember to breathe. So I walk over to the runway, and me and Miss Nevada, she she's very good at accents and things like that. And we became really close throughout the week. And it was funny because I, I look at her and the first thing she says to me is, go pack, go. Like this, this super Midwestern accent of go pack, go. Because that's just what we had been. That's how we greeted each other through the entire week was just go pack, go with a good handshake. So there's this picture of me and, and Heather just like handshaking after being called in the top 11. And it looks so weird, but we're just sitting there like go pack, go. <laughs> I love that. I, I want to throw this in there. I don't know. You probably don't remember this. My mom and I were walking through the hotel mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we hear this like loud speaker yeah. group <laughs> of people. You can hear them all walking and all of y'all, it's y'all and the security guard guy that everyone saw on social media. The security guard was all over the social media store. Yes. And y'all were walking, singing. I don't know what the song was, but I just remember seeing Miss New York and she had the speaker and she was just bumping it. And you happened to be in like the back line of the group. And I just, we like weirdly locked eyes. I like looked at you and then I saw Massachusetts. I was like coming behind it. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I had just posted um, Miss Massachusetts dress and her whole backgrounding of like where her dress idea came from. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. Like, hello. I had just been social media friends with her, had not ever met her in person. And then I had seen you. I was like, mom, that's the Wisconsin girl. I was like, I like that one. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Wisconsin girl. Yeah, no, that was awesome. That was one of those, like, you know, the TikTok trend that like you post a picture and it's like the moments that altered your brain chemistry, right? Uh, that is something that that walk down to finals night really was kind of like one of those moments that alters your brain chemistry because there's this video I have that started on our floor. The karaoke started on our floor when we were gathering, getting ready to leave. And Miss South Carolina, Jill and Miss Rhode Island, Abby, come out of their 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 room, which is way at the end of the hallway, like the very, very end. And they've got the speaker going and we're all like all right good morning it's thursday morning it's miss america finals day and literally from there until we got to rehearsals and like they mandated starting rehearsals we were singing and having a good time and that's just like it just it's one of those things that was so wholesome and i i am certainly not a singer but you bet i was screaming as loud as i can throughout that whole process it was crazy because there was like a few stragglers behind the group that were just, they looked so out of it. They're like, I do not want to join in on that. And all the girls in front of them were just having a grand time. And I was just so glad that I could see like a little bit of like the sisterhood coming into it. You never know what kind of competition is going to be. I've been competing for 18 years. So you never know what you're walking into, and especially like going to Miss America. You hope and you pray that that's going to be like that sisterhood like they always talk about. And when I saw that, that's when I realized I was like, this is a whole new era. And that's something I kept bringing up in all of my podcast episodes was this is Miss America 3.0. I don't think this is, I mean, 1.0 a swimsuit out the door. The next Mm -hmm. one was just 2.0 was like their new revamp, but 
it's different now. Like, it's completely different. The opening number, that's when that started at the show for prelim night. I was like, whoa. Like, this is, like, a Miss Universe production. And, like, I don't ever want to compare them because they're two different organizations completely. But, like, it came as a show-stopping performance. It was amazing. And so I want to give a shout-out to Tracy and Mackenzie for that opening yes. number because that was fantastic. And that's what I was like, this is a totally different Miss America. This is not what Miss America once was. This is what it is and going forward. I'm so excited to say, I want to say this is a 3.0 era because it was just something different that they brought to the table this year. And one of the things I want to point out that I did appreciate was them bringing y'all's parents on stage after they called out the top 11. That was something that one, I, when you got to do your whole social impact statement and talking about your dad having cancer and when you were able to point to him, I looked at my mom and I said, you can't beat this. Like this girl has won Miss America because we, you know, we go through, we always score like, okay, here's our 10 in this group or an eight and a half here. Like all of your scores from us were a 10 plus. I was like, this girl broke the scale. Like I, like I was so amazed with everything that you did on stage. It was amazing, but it was not easy. It was not easy. That talent group this year at Miss America, I think, is one of the best talent groups I have ever seen compete on that stage. The amount of singers this year, it was so difficult to pick because I would go through and like, okay, which singer, you know, was the best or was, you know, at the top level in that top five of singing. It was difficult because everyone has such a different caliber of talent this year. It was amazing. And that's what I was so glad that going into that top 11, I'm like, I can agree. This is the top 11 best talents here. But at the same time, it's like all of these girls that showed up, they did not come to play. Like they were like, I'm here to win. Like I'm going to make it, you know, a sisterhood, make friends the whole week. But like any one of them, like you said, could have been Miss America because they were all truly amazing. And they all brought something different to the table, which I really loved because that whole social impact statement that just kind of spread it out everything there was of course new education autism platforms a lot of similarities but they all had their own different spin on it so mm-hmm. another person i wanted to point out just like you you had a very unique social impact statement with that nuclear energy clean energy the other one was west virginia with the agriculture and her talent of dirt i i remember they were rolling out after you had won you had just gone to do your um like your whole interview, it was right after the pageant, everything was done. And here comes the dirt talent rolling through the yeah. front of the auditorium. Oh my goodness, mom, it's the dirt. And it was, I don't know if it was a mom or like an aunt of hers. And she was like, yeah, it's the dirt. Like, do you want to touch it? Like, no, I'm good. I just, you're, it was a great talent. Like, I really loved yeah. your talent. And the mom, I, I think it may have been either mom or aunt. I'm not always sure. It was like, thank you so much. But you too were very standout because you had such unique social impact statements as well as your talents were both amazing. And that's what with hers being like a monologue, so to say, last year having Sydney Park be the first ever monologue to win a talent award, I got scared. I was scared when Miss <laughs> West Virginia walked up there. I was like, oh no, this could be another monologue year. You just didn't yeah. know because the caliber of talent this year was just phenomenal, especially another standout was Miss Nevada. Her singing oh my goodness I was like if Broadway does not call her tomorrow like somebody (laughs) needs to sign this girl she was so amazing and so I want to throw that in there before moving forward in our conversation but like I said having your parents on stage what did that feel like for you I know when people would do their evening gown walk they would you know grab their parents hand or at least acknowledge them and I really appreciate you guys being able to be 
like they get to have that front row spot to see like, oh my goodness, like our girl has truly made it. Like she's already made it to Miss America, but they're sitting on stage with you. Like, what did that feel like being that candidate in that place? Yeah. So I knew if I looked at them, I would get really, really emotional. And I was like, no, this, this is not happening. So after being called into the top 11, I'm standing on the runway and like, I was like, absolutely not. Do not find my parents in the audience. Like, I'm not finding them. Not going to happen. But when I came back on for red carpet specifically is when I, that's when it, it got to me. It got to me. I was, did my answer. I turned around and started walking the red carpet. I didn't look at them until the very end. And they were sitting on pretty close to the end as well. Um, So at the very end, I looked, you know, just straight ahead instead of at the audience. And I saw them in my peripheral. I made eye contact with them. And that's when, you know, tears were definitely in my eyes. And I was like, nope, keep going. Like, keep going. We're not crying on the Miss America stage. Not today, baby. So then I then I was able to exit the stage safely, you know, without any tripping or anything like that. Uh, and it was just like a moment of just seeing there's a lot of communication in, in body language and just seeing their body language communicating, you know, just in a way that only a mother and daughter and a father and daughter can. And just hearing that they're proud of me just for being here, just for being who I am, staying true to myself and standing up for what I believe in is is what was really got me <laughs> crying. And um, I'm incredibly thankful for their support throughout this entire process. And I, I, I firmly believe that family really just is a village for everyone. And mine truly is my village. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. But when they had the families on stage, my mom is like, oh, my goodness. Like, that is such a touching, like, a way to have the families incorporated because, yes, like, you never really see whose parents are who or what's going on unless I know they had, like, the pictures around the, like, auditorium setting, but where you can see people coming and taking pictures with their kids' face. So you know who or which uh, contestant or candidate they're there for. But having them on stage in front of you was just, you could see really how they felt and the emotion. Like you said, body language does say a lot. It tells a whole story as they're walking down that runway. But I want to ask you, because this has been a good question, is who made your gown and what was the inspiration behind your Miss America gown? I want to I want to add a little bit more onto the parent thing super quick here. Um, so for me, actually, they didn't tell any of us that our parents would be sitting on stage until the first day of rehearsals is when we found out. And I'm like a fiercely independent, like I'm like, mom, dad, like, I don't need your help. Like, stay away, like go to the other side of the room. Like that has always been kind of my personality ever since I got a driver's license. They're like, yeah, she's on her own. Um, and I thought, you know, them being on stage wouldn't be a big deal. But when I, when they told us that they would be on stage, I definitely like, I, I cried a little bit in that rehearsal. There was like a tear that slid down my face. Cause I was just like, I don't know why this means so much, but it does. <laughs> and it ended up coming true in that sense of finals night, being able to see them on stage. And, you know, that was, that was truly a, a special moment that I thought I would just share on that topic. But talking about my dress and everything, my dress was designed <laughs> By Giovanni. Uh, I worked with my Miss Wisconsin sponsor to help design it. And it was funny because the day after winning Miss Wisconsin and my first time seeing that dress sponsor, uh, Sue, the owner, she asked me, she's like, what does your dream dress look like? And I looked at her and said, ma'am, I have no idea. (laughs) I was like, I got no 
clue. So we actually spent about two months. It wasn't until after Miss America's Outstanding Team that I even had an idea of what I wanted my dress to look like. So I knew I wanted a high collar. I knew I wanted a slit. I, I like to play to my height. That's just a reality. Um, but I didn't really know what I actually wanted in the dress per se. So after a lot of research, we found a dress that I liked the look of. And I was like, yeah, I would wear that on the Miss America stage, like hands down. Uh, so it was just a lot of online Googling in all honesty. And Sue and my mom and my team of people behind me at Miss Wisconsin helped me create that dress. And that, you know, comes back to that idea of, of volunteers and support and the amount of just awesome people that stand behind every single woman on this stage. And it's, it's truly remarkable. I love that. And I wanted to ask that because that's been one of the most asked questions to me is like, can you ask about the dress? Because that's the one thing like people always want to know. There's always some sort of cool story behind it. But I I'm with you Googling and finding the picture yeah. and then having to picture yourself in it is like such a such a big thing because you're like, will this look good on me? I hope that it comes out exactly how I want it to. But I'm so glad that you were able to use your sponsors. And that's one of the big things that I want to talk about here is using those sponsors. And with being Miss America, what is your, who is your favorite, I guess, sponsor that you're most excited to work with this year or be able to wear their items this year? Oh, there are many, many incredible Miss America sponsors. I think we all know Rebel Athletic, which I've never been the person that's like, I wear leggings every day. You know, I, I just wasn't. I only had two pairs of leggings, and one of them was actually one of the sponsored pairs from Miss America's Outstanding Team. Um, so, like, I was like, all right, well, let's see what this is like. And we got a pair of those casual wear leggings from Rebel, and that was super awesome, very exciting. But there are so many other incredible sponsors for the Miss America organization. Viper Apparel helps out with all of our formal wear uh, and, and Glasses USA. Okay, I wear contacts. I'm blind as a bat without them. I have bifocals. I've got old lady eyes. I can't see up close or far away. I am so excited to get free prescription glasses like chef's kiss. Uh, love that. <laughs> But they also do some really incredible things all across the country to help support access to prescription lenses and things like that, which I'm excited to support as Miss America this year as well. That was one of the big things when Emma had come out in the glasses. I was like, Mom, did she have glasses on before? Did I miss that? Because I myself am very blind. And I was like, I know I put my contacts in this morning. Like, I'm not seeing things. <laughs> and she talked about how she was able to, you know, get glasses or contacts for people across Alaska that may not have those resources. I was like, that is an amazing sponsor that I would have never even thought of. That's something that is a necessity. Like, Miss America needs to be able to see as well as any other candidate competing because I know for years I just went blind on stage and now I'm like, I can actually see because I finally have contacts <laughs> and being able to see the audience, see the judges, even an interview, being able to actually see who's in front of me and not just kind of guessing from the blurry vision that I have is such an amazing thing. And so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm so glad that Glasses USA has teamed up with Miss America because that's just going to be, I think, a big game changer to just add to that list of people that you get to sponsor and talk about all year long. And I can't wait to see what more you guys can do with them, as well as I know everybody can see your lovely sash across your chest. I want to talk a little bit about the sash company really quick. Quick, mm -hmm. I had the amazing opportunity to interview Angelique a few months back. So if you want to listen to that episode, look for that one. It's just the Sash Company 
and I want to say it's probably like in the 30s or 40s episode range. I don't know exactly which number. I'll have to check that one out. But I wanted to throw that in there that definitely if you're looking for any sort of graduation stoles or pageant sashes for your organization, definitely check out this sash company and reach out to them on social media at Sash Company Co. But moving forward, like we said, you have that shiny sash and that crown on your head. I want to break it down. You make it to that top five. You're now standing in that first, you're holding hands with your first runner up. What was that moment? What did it feel like? I know at your after interview, they t- you're like, it was just kind of like a blackout. I'm screaming in my head. But in that exact moment, what was that crowning moment like for you? Yeah, so standing there holding hands with Taryn, first of all, Taryn is a incredible young woman to begin with. Uh, I just remember standing there and it, it really didn't matter at that point, I think to either of us, we both were just standing there and saying like, listen, you're going to be a great Miss America. I was telling her, I'm like, Taryn, you're going to have an awesome year. You're going to do great things. And she, she really only said a few words to me, but they were powerful words and they were just so important. And I just think that that speaks to everything there is to offer with the Miss America organization, with uniting all of these career-driven, ambitious, incredible women that are going to go on and do great things. Sometimes it's, yes, we're there to compete for Miss America, but at the same time, we also weren't, if that makes sense. It's it's about getting to know each other, representing these women who can. We had an incredible group of women on that stage, future trauma surgeons. We had teachers. We had attorneys. We had performing arts specialists. We had everything up there. And that's so exciting to carry as the representative of this class and of the organization because I'm I'm representing the women who can. And that's something that's truly remarkable to, to experience and to be a part of. That is so amazing. I want to ask some kind of fun questions before we wrap yeah. up today's podcast. But I want to ask, is there anything so far as Miss America that you would have never expected that Miss America does or has to do? Oh my gosh, I didn't. So I think a lot of people don't know a ton about like um, the job side of Miss America. So there's like being Miss America and everyone knows the public side of it. Right. But I was like, okay, am I, am I reaching out to book my own appearances? Like, what does this look like? Cause every state competition does it differently. Some States are paid. Some aren't some, you know, have booking agents for you. Some don't like, it's so different from state to state. So that was one thing that like these past two weeks is just figuring out where I fit into the organization. Is this something that it's like, all right, you're Miss America, go off on your own. Or is it okay, I've got a group of people here to help me with something. And it's, it's incredible, because the staff is so helpful, they are ready to help with anything and everything. And it's just incredible to to have that level of support, because that's what this organization is about is promoting young women, promoting their ambitions, promoting their careers, helping myself build up a brand and my image as I head into my career as a nuclear engineer and as a nuclear advocate overall. So that's something that has been a ton of fun to, to learn about. And it's, it has been surprising because I guess I kind of expected, I set my expectations low, I think it's sort of a mental protection just in case it was like awful or something, but it is literally everything I could ask for in terms of being Miss America, where there's people that are saying, okay, you know, like you want to make this specific appearance happen. Like, all right, I'll, I'll reach out to my person. This person's going to reach out to their person and we're going to make it happen. And that's just something that is, is truly incredible, especially as I'm working on the final touches on my business plan here and, and things like that. 
So with being Miss America as a whole, and for those who don't know, like myself, what it's like to be Miss America, what would be like, you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you have to do as like your duties of being Miss America every day? For me personally, you know how, okay, maybe it's not everyone, maybe it's just me, but I feel like a large population, you know, you get up and then you kind of sit in bed on your phone for a little bit. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) So... And I, I used to never do that. I used to be like, get up, go get in the shower right away. Uh, but I definitely kind of get up and then sit on my phone for five or 10 minutes. I catch up on social media. I try and connect with as many people that have been sending me messages as possible, just because, you know, everyone is, is incredible. Uh, but as Miss America, a daily day really changes on a daily basis because right now in the past two weeks, it's been a focus on the media tour and on preparation work and, and creating that business plan. But once January hits, I'm, I'm on the road traveling 20,000 miles a month uh, all over the country and actually internationally. I've got some international appearances booked as well that I, I won't get into detail for, but uh, that's something that I think is just it's it changes on a daily basis and we're ready for anything and everything that'll come our way so with going on that twenty thousand miles a month what does that look like do you have a car sponsor do you have a gas card sponsor do you have a flying sponsor what is that like so alaska airlines is a sponsor of the miss america organization so anytime alaska airlines is available i will be using them Uh, but otherwise it is primarily by plane and uber Uh, or or some other form of car service uh, that'll get me from the airport to to my appearance. I do travel with tour managers, so there's always somebody with me at all times, and you know we're very we're very secure both on the social media front and on you know that in person front as well. So it's a ton of fun. Where even in the airport, flying home, walking through the airport, uh, it was interesting because I've never had people recognize me that are total strangers. You know, they're like, oh hey. I'm from Milwaukee. Like, are you, are you Miss America? And I'm like, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am. That's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, and, and that's something that is a daily thing that I really wasn't prepared for. I talked about in my press inter- interview after winning Miss America, I was like, I've got a final to take on Monday. Like I got to get back to Wisconsin for this, right? I was walking to my final. This is 6.30 in the morning, mind you, because I needed to study. Um, So I got up early and was walking there, 6.30 in the morning. I get to the place I was buying my, my breakfast muffin from. And the person behind the counter is looking at me and is like, I know you. And I'm like, it's 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and she's like, I know you from somewhere. She's like, did we have did we have chem together? And you could tell she was not gonna let me leave the store until she figured it out. And I was like, well, you know, we didn't have chem together, but I was like, I just won Miss America and it's been all over the university, you know, media and things like that. She's like, ah, that's what it is. And I continue my walk to the building and there's a group of people just running by and they just immediately recognize me. And they're going, congrats, congrats. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> So that's something that's like totally different because you go from being a very private person and then literally overnight, a recognizable household figure and a household name, especially in Wisconsin. Uh, And that's something that is, is taking a lot of getting used to. But it's also really exciting because I get the opportunity to make connections with these people and get to know them and hear their stories and share stories like this about how a group of boys running by at 630 in the morning because I'm sitting there like, I'm just going to go take a reactor physics final. Like, what is going on? here um (laughs) so it's something that's that's really uh fun to have on a daily part of being miss america 
That is hilarious. And that's funny you said that when I was going out of Connecticut, so I, you know, driven the long hour from the Mohegan to get to the Connecticut airport because we flew out of Hartford. Um, Mm -hmm. We're in the McDonald's line getting our food. And all of a sudden behind me walks Emma, you know, no makeup. She's done with Miss America. She is a former now, just in her comfy clothes, her hoodie and her sweatpants. And I'm like, you know, doing the side. I have like, mom, 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 like that's Emma. That's her. That's her. And my mom's like, well, just go say hi. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I got to let her have her space. She's already done. She's been busy this week, but it's it's because you do recognize these people. Now you're like, like, that's her. Like that was Miss America. And now I'm glad that you're already getting it. You're like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and slap it on first. I'm Miss America, guys. Just put yep. it on your forehead. It is, it's it me. what it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it's a ton of fun, though, because that's an opportunity for me to to talk about the Miss America organization. You know, I would love to see some more locals started in Wisconsin, specifically around my university. I'd love to see that awareness and that knowledge about the organization get out there, because this organization is changing women's lives, and it's changing the world through changing these women's lives. You know, that was a very, like, paradoxical statement, I feel like. But, um, it's something that it's it's here to make a difference. And I think that this year's class truly represented that. I love it. And they definitely blew up social media. I know a bunch of the girls were TikTok, Instagram, YouTubers. So that's really cool to see kind of behind the scenes of what that was like. And another person I want to throw in that has a lot of pictures from this pageant was Kay Garcia Productions, Kelsey Garcia. Um, she took a lot of the pictures that people were seeing on stage. So definitely check out her Instagram, K period Garcia prod. So you can see all of those pictures from Miss America. And that's what the cover of this podcast will be as well. But I want you to be able to tell people how to get in touch with you or how they can stay connected with the Miss America organization through Instagram names and websites. For me personally, the best way to follow my year that I'm going to be most active on is my personal Instagram, which is grace.stanky. Uh, I just got the, the blue check mark today, which was really crazy. That was like, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm verified now. Uh, but then also following the Miss America accounts on all forms of social media. I will be publicizing my TikTok soon. So that'll be grace.stanky as well. I have to go through and like, I have to learn TikToks and like learn how to make them really well. I just like haven't done that yet. <laughs> I'm on like the older end of Gen Z, I feel like. So I'm like, okay, just give me, give me a minute, guys. Give me a minute. Um, so that's something that will be public as well. However, for all booking requests and media requests, things like, like this podcast, reach out to info at missamerica.org. That email will get you for all questions of what you need about the Miss America organization, about my year, about uh, booking and everything along those lines. Amazing. And I want to thank your people at Miss America again so much for allowing this podcast to happen. This is one that I was super excited about, especially after being at Miss America this year. Again, thank you to the Stash Company for the tickets to Miss America and as well as Kim Parrish and Lindley Mayer Gutledge for the opportunity to speak at the Empower Academy about podcasting and about social media, about branding yourself and how to ace that interview. So I want to put a lot of thank you out there for all of the Miss America organization as a whole. And I'm just so glad that we were able today, Grace, to sit down and talk. But before we sign off, our favorite last question. Are you ready? Yeah. Hit it. All right. (laughs) In what way has pageants positively impacted you? 
the Miss America organization really taught me those professional development skills. I mentioned this earlier on in the podcast, but I just want to reinforce it. As an engineer, we're taught some communication classes, but I feel like that curriculum just doesn't quite fully do it. And the Miss America organization was my opportunity and my method of learning those communication skills, learning how to communicate high science topics to general public and to be able to go through and present comfortably and be comfortable answering questions in front of people in, in intense scenarios and be ready for anything. I think that that's something that will positively impact my life, positively impact my career, and it will affect my year as Miss America too, which I am incredibly grateful for. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for being on here today. And thank you to the Miss America organization for sharing you with me on this podcast today. And guys, if you're ever looking for any more pageant content, definitely check out Crowning Moment Podcast on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. But you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of the Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Want to learn more about Crowning Moment Podcast? Check us out on Instagram at Crowning Moment Podcast and check us out every Monday at 5 p.m. for our latest episode.